Welcome to American Slacker Podcast. As always, I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. And today we are joined by a fellow podcaster, one of the hosts of Hop Nation USA, Steve. Thanks for coming on the show, man. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure's all ours, man. It's overdue, honestly. We've been yeah. running your promo for a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now finally somebody who, you know, skipped that commercial can listen to me for a longer period of time now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Get him hooked. Um, so can, uh, why don't you tell the audience a little bit about uh, your podcast and what, what you guys cover? So yeah, Hob Nation USA is a craft beer centric podcast. We're based out of Pittsburgh and essentially we've been doing this for about three, almost four years coming up in March. Nice. And we just cover like news. We cover history. We go over beer styles. We uh, review beers every episode and we also, as best we can, try to talk to like brewers in the area as well as other, you know, craft beer personalities across across the country. Now that everybody's on Zoom, so <laughs> they're accessible, right? Yeah, yeah. Zoom drinking parties have become a big thing, man. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> had our fair share. <laughs> now, uh, your co-host. How did you guys all meet? Were you friends beforehand? I'm assuming. Yeah, so the show actually started with three of us, and it was uh, my current co-host, Adam, and then our other buddy, Sam, and uh, Sam and I had been friends from high school, and you know we just always had gone out drinking and uh, just going to different bars, going to different breweries, and our other buddy, Adam, was tagging along with us, and it just became a thing where we would all be sitting at a table, and each one of us has a different style of beer that we really appreciate. And that would turn into arguments. <laughs> and eventually you're like, we got to record this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, pretty much that's what everybody, you know, in their mid twenties to thirties does anymore. It's like, Oh, we're arguing about something. Well, let's put it on a podcast, but uh, and, you, and you let the audience sort out who's right. Yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. But uh, it just became a thing where like none of us were too, like we're not unknowledgeable about beer. We've been drinking it for a long time, and then we we were all also home brewers at the time. So we had we actually had a little knowledge of how to make the styles that we liked, mm. and that's that's kind of what led into it because you know we were just very interested in learning more to also help our home brewing game. So you got a couple of years of home brewing under your belt too. It sounds like yeah yeah we were home brewing long before we were podcasting. Oh okay, how long have you been home brewing for? Uh, it, honestly, we took 2020 off, but I think at this point it might be six or seven years. Nice. Oh, wow. You guys are working your way to brewmasters, like no doubt. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> he goes, nope, nope. Nope. Made, made, made some vinegar, it sounds like. Oh, no, oh. no, 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 no. Our beers are pretty good. It's nice. just, oh, okay. that trend, that transition from, you know, actually brewing Obvious. to, <laughs> to owning a brewery. Like yeah. that, that basically is how you ruin your hobby. Uh, I've interviewed enough brewers at this point that none of them homebrew anymore. <laughs> they all have to be beholden to the market. They don't get to brew what they wanted to. Damn, the, so the magic's I, yeah. gone once you have to pay your bills with it, I guess. A little bit. <laughs> it's common across the board with a lot of uh, things that hobby turns to, you know, actual income. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> it comes yeah. too much. Yeah. 
I mean, once we get that Spotify deal, we're going to hate podcasting. Yeah, dude, we're not going to want to do this ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe someday. No, but that's that's awesome that you guys have been like uh, such a tight knit group with um, uh, such a similar like interest in hobbies. Uh, How how has that turned out in terms of like the product you guys have actually created together? Um, You do you have like a favorite that you that you guys have all kind of come up with or anything or anything memorable? Uh, are you talking about as far as like what we homebrew? Yeah. Yeah. For your, your homebrewing. Oh yeah. So yeah, again, um, so our other, our third buddy, Sam wasn't like, he was homebrewing with his own friend cause he just, it was just closer for him to homebrew with his other buddy. Mm-hmm. But then my friend, uh, my co-host Adam and I got into homebrewing because we were tired of him running his mouth about how good his beers were. <laughs> <laughs> Became competitive, but, uh, I had to shut him up. Yeah, but as far as like what we brew, we generally brew what we drink. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty big into stouts. So quite often I'll brew stouts. My co-host Adam is in the Hefeweizens and cream ales, so he likes to brew versions of those. And like he has like a good cream ale recipe. And then every now and then he'll try a different adjunct like coffee or blueberries just to okay. see how it transforms it. Yeah, you get that sort of solid recipe that you know works, and that's mm-hmm. when you tinker a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I also tend to veer off into doing like crazy stuff as well. So one of the crazier beers that actually turned out really well was a raspberry blueberry Carolina Reaper stout. Really? Yeah. <laughs> With the <laughs> spiciness, huh? Yeah. So the way I uh, the way I did that one was we did we kind of split the batch up, and the first uh, the first over kind of base batch was. Uh, raspberry and blueberries, and then there was one dried uh, Carolina Reaper in it. Okay. The second part of the batch, we split and we put a tincture. So if you leave, if you leave Carolina Reapers or basically any pepper in vodka, it'll take on the properties okay. of that pepper, and then you can just dump in a little liquid. It gives it a little, you know, a little boozy bump too. But yeah, put a tincture of that in. And so like two Carolina Reapers, it was almost undrinkable. <laughs> like almost. <laughs> There's a couple of us that could still drink it, but like most people would like turn red and you just start feeling it in your chest. And yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you usually grab a, a nice cold beer to kind of <clears throat> be refreshing, quench your thirst. Something that hot. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. So, so are you guys do, doing teamwork on all of your brews or is it like you're individually doing some and then some you're doing like as a group or? So it's more like uh, Adam will come up with his own recipe and I'll come up with my own recipe. But we brew on the same equipment and we brew on the same day. Mm. It's just easy, it's just easier to you know kind of do two at once rather than, yeah. you know, like do it over but weeks. An extra weeks. set of hands and stuff too. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then, yeah, exactly. Having an extra set of hands because there's a lot of cleaning that needs to be done. It's mm. that's uh, like, that's honestly the worst part. <laughs> and you can probably ask like any top brewer as well. And they'll tell you they hate cleaning. <laughs> yeah. Sterilizing everything. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Sterilize everything beforehand, clean everything out afterhand. It's oof. <laughs> so how many episodes of uh, the podcast have you guys done? So officially we'll be up to 184 next uh, I'm assuming this comes out on f- next Friday. So yeah, yeah, we'll be up to 184 because I think we release episodes the same day you guys do. Okay. 
And then unofficially, we have like a lot of side episodes and then like holiday episodes that we just don't count as canon because we usually do something different for our holiday episodes. Nice. Yep. We, we have a similar style for uh, yep. April Fool's and Christmas usually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. We usually do something different for Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. So, what kind of special things uh, do you do for those? I, it's I honestly changed like most years, but. This year we did 12 guests of Christmas, so we brought back 12 guests that we had in the past and just did 15-minute segments with them. Cool. Uh, and we've also done, like, just music blocks sometimes where, like, I've sourced music from artists on Reddit. And it's just like, we'll talk about a beer for, like, 15 minutes, and then we'll just play some, you know, dope tunes that I found. That's sick. Yeah. Reddit's great for that kind of thing, especially the, uh, the live uh, function. I've seen a lot of musicians popping up on there. Mm-hmm. Like, just sharing their stuff and everything. And everyone's pretty good about, you know, when you reach out to them. Oh yeah. Is that a main source for like brewing information for you? Cause I I've been getting into brewing mead and I, I did one that turned out like super sweet, like a dessert wine. And then the next one I'm working on now is like a mellow mel with like blueberries, raspberries, and vanilla. Mm-hmm. And that's Reddit. Our mead has kind of been <laughs> my, my main yeah. go-to for info. Yeah. Uh, no, for us, I think we use, and we don't really use it anymore, but like when we just got started out, we used a website called Brew Toad. Okay. Uh, and I think they had some mead recipes on there as well, but it's the website's since gone defunct. Mm. So, it, yeah. Uh, you can go on the American Home Brewers Association website, and they also uh, cover mead as well. Hmm. And you should, you, know, you should be able to find some good tips, like a lot of good basic tips. And I think, you might have to subscribe to actually access forums and stuff. Mm. But I mean, that's the way everyone seems to be doing that though, is you kind of just, if you want to get into this, you just dive into the internet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, the internet's made a couple buckets. <laughs> yeah. The internet's made everything so accessible and like, oh, dude, yeah. definitely you can find YouTube videos on making meat and beer. I've watched them. I know they're there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can make a rocket from a video on YouTube, bro. You can make anything. <laughs> like, you know? Just don't ride it. <laughs> don't ride it. Don't be that guy that sent, tried to send himself to the moon and then just oh, yeah, Jesus in Vegas. That, <laughs> that poor bastard. We called it. We said he was going to kill himself. Yes, we did. We called that. <laughs> <laughs> so do you have any like favorite uh, brewery? I know you said that you're in the Pittsburgh area, right? Right. Any local ones around there that uh, we might not have heard of before? Oh, for sure. Like, I mean, especially anymore, there, every city is becoming pretty hyper local. Mm. Um, so the, I would say the three biggest ones in our city at the moment that, uh, people may or may not have heard of are Grist House, Hitchhiker Brewing and Dancing Gnome. Okay. Those are, those are the ones that always seem to garner a lot of attention. Uh, kind of on the come up right now is four points. Okay. Um, and then one of my favorites is Abjuration, which I'm actually drinking a beer from right now. Oh, nice. Yes, it's uh, drinking a triple IPA from them. Very nice. Is it like yeah. hazy or is it's, it looks a little bit? Well, yeah, it's hazy. But basically, when, uh, when you get into a triple IPA, you, it's 10.9% ABV. Okay. And so what you're doing at that point is you just have so much grain going into it. And you have so much like sugar and other things going into the beer that you, it's hard to avoid being cloudy. <laughs> Even though it's not like the New England style, like hazy. No, 
Yeah, no, I wouldn't call it that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, once you get into DIPA and uh, TIPA territory, it just, yeah, it just becomes impossible to avoid. Hmm. I dig it. I mean, some some hop stuff can be a bit too much for me, too bitter, but I've been mm-hmm. liking some of the more unique hops, uh, like Sabro, I think was one that I had okay. in a beer recently, and that was I like the flavor on that one. Yeah, Sabro is a pretty recent strain. I think it came out mm. 2018, 2019, and uh, it's supposed to have like coconut flavors to it. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's one of the listed. <laughs> and that's kind of what's catching me lately is like, I mean, I, everything's hazy or everything's like multiple hops or like a triple double IPA. But really, like when I see like a new name of a hop, that's kind of what interests me lately. Is, mm-hmm. Oh, shit. What's that going to taste like? You know, yeah, it's a, it's amazing because it's like how they grow weed strains like now mm. with the hops. Like it's just like people are genetically modifying fucking source choosing like and just creating like these amazing new flavors with these right. hops, man. It's so fucking cool. Yeah. Hops and wheat are really close together and how they're like produced. And just yeah. because they, they act very similarly and you, like you're saying, you can crossbreed them and the oils, you can take the oils out basic uh, out of the hop cone, very similar to how you would take it out of a weed cone. So, hmm. huh. yeah, I had always heard that they were like essentially cousins or something on the genetic mm-hmm. tree. Um, and hell, they they both make our intoxicants taste pretty good. <laughs> yep, <laughs> it is. So, uh, which which company did you say this one was? So this is from Abjuration Brewing out of uh, it's it's out of McKee's Rocks, which is slightly outside of Pittsburgh, but I believe it's still within the city limits. Okay, one of those type of deals. But uh, yeah, they're uh, they have a pretty decent uh, like program going for being so small they're one of the smaller breweries in in the area but they're constantly selling out because they're constantly putting out new beers and just their base recipes are the basis for things like snickerdoodle milkshakes and like peppermint candies and things like yeah so like they come up with a good base recipe and then they just do variants every month interesting yeah they're just constantly selling out they put out like a skittle beer they put out yeah i believe they're putting out green jelly rancher this okay. weekend yeah that might be that might be i mean i'll try i'll try any can once mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know so some of these uh collaborative things i saw a warhead beer recently yeah. and i mean yeah. with the sours i guess that could work yeah i uh believe that's from artisanal extreme brewing or something like that mm-hmm. but yeah yeah, I haven't uh, I haven't gotten one of those. I'm not a biggest fan of sour beers, ah, so I don't usually chase those. That's kind of my go-to. I, I, I've like the hazies and sours. I have mm-hmm. uh, gozes are red here. Yeah, by the brewery, and I, I've been sipping on this and digging it. It's kind of got like a wine sort of rosé flavor to it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the brewery that that's pretty. We get some other stuff out here. I like them. Yeah, I I, I mean you know. I'm definitely a sucker for can art. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. <laughs> and and I've seen a lot of the stuff on their cans that's really been eye-catching, and I finally went for one of their aged sours. I'm digging it. You know, it's it's really hard to find something that I really don't like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you would like a, a brewery 
that I was just talking about Grist House mm-hmm. out this way. They put out this one that I had last week. Wow. That uh, it's called Velvet Vortex, and it was a raspberry strawberry cheesecake sour. Damn. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's complex. <laughs> it's like yeah. so red. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Seriously, red. <laughs> fucking red syrup in that thing, dude. That's yeah, it looks crazy. like cool. It looks like Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah, it really does. There's another. There's another brewery called Strange Roots, and they literally put out beers that like are kind of called Kool Aid, but it's like C O O L. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But they do the Concord grape and they do, yeah, they do classic Kool-Aid flavors. Yeah, dude. Beers like that are always like my starter. And then I go to like a more sessionable beer, man. But like I cannot do like two of those bad boys. All that fucking <laughs> sweetness just like turns my mm-hmm. stomach. Oh, yeah. 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 A lot of dessert beers are just exactly that. Like I have yeah. one for dessert. Like I'm not yep, trying yeah. to get fucked up on him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Just looking for the flavor. Yeah. That's how stouts are, man. Like I, I he's a stout guy. I'm not a stout guy, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do it. They're just like a dessert in a fucking bottle. Mm. It's like so a chocolate thick. cake. Thick with two seeds, bro. It's it is fucking <laughs> you know? Like just uh I'm a more light beer guy. You know, the hazies, the fucking IPAs, not not triple IPAs. I'm not going mad over here, but what's the yeah. what's the one standard, the cigar city one that that you were highlight. talking about highlight. Highlight. oh yeah highlight it's a common florida beer yeah i live in florida so it's my go-to it's everywhere we, we just started getting cigar city i think like two years ago oh wow so, yeah, yeah. yeah yeah they got a lot of good brews they got a uh a new one called like low or something or hmm. high low okay. i don't know it's like a low version of high they're like standard Interesting. i guess everybody's talking about it but i haven't seen it <laughs> Hi, i'm mike from the genuine chit chat podcast where we have honest conversations with interesting people I speak to a wide variety of guests, including CEOs of businesses, psychologists, authors, musicians, travellers, people suffering with physical and mental illnesses, and everyone in between. Where we speak about a large variety of topics, including music and movies and pop culture, but also some more controversial topics, including drug reform, political correctness, and many more. No subject is off limits. You can find us in all the usual podcast places, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts, as well as on YouTube. And you can follow us in all the usual social media places. And to be clear, I don't expect everyone listening to enjoy every episode of my show. What I do think is that due to the wide variety of guests and topics, that there'll be at least one episode that each person listening will enjoy. So if you still appreciate the art of conversation and want to hear honest conversations with interesting people, then be sure to check out Genuine Chit Chat in all the usual places. This episode is brought to you in part by Hemp-CBD.com. Hemp-CBD was founded in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with the mission to provide the best products in the industry. Hemp-CBD has created a one-stop shop for tons of CBD products, such as tinctures, edibles, topicals, pre-rolls, vape, and pet products. The products carried by Hemp-CBD are sourced from an organic hemp that's grown in the United States, lab tested and consists of CBD isolate, which is the purest form of CBD. This testing ensures that their products contain CBD and no other cannabinoids like THC. Head over to hemp-cbd.com and use promo code SLACKER for a 20% discount at checkout. That's hemp-cbd.com, promo code SLACKER. Jump into the jump into a beer style that you don't like. I I love the Marshall Zukov from Cigar City, <laughs> which is a Russian Imperial Stout that's like ten percent or some shit. Oh, fuck oh wow, no. that's like I'll take a sip of that and be like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is. 
That one's not even really sweet, though. That one's just really thick and bitter. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, dude. That's my worst nightmare. Opening a beer that I'm not familiar <laughs> with. I stopped getting stouts years ago because it's like every now and again, you just get one like that and it's just so fucking thick and then there's no sweetness. There's, yeah. some, there's some decent standard ones, not like craft or anything, but like Rasputin and Narwhal. I like both mm-hmm. of those as as like if if someone was going to never had never tried a stout, I'd be like, all right, to have some of this, you know, to maybe kind of ease your way in. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know that I'd give Rasputin as an easier way in. That's <laughs> I'd give Guinness. Guinness is a nice ease yeah. in. <laughs> I mean, that's a, it's a different flavor for sure than Rasputin. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I'm on, I'm out here on the West Coast and stuff, so I'm getting all spoiled with with a lot of my craft breweries. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, does would you say that the Pittsburgh area has like a a signature style to like to the beers? Uh, you know, the one beer that gets pushed a lot as like a Pittsburgh signature is a brown ale. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Is that like Yingling? Right? Isn't that no? Right? Or no, no? That's not a brown no, ale. No. Brown and tan. <laughs> Yeah, a uh, yingling would be just a plain lager. No, I'm thinking Newcastle. Uh, mm. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah, Newcastle Brown. Yeah, that's but that's England, so we don't talk about them. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> top US, top nation USA on American Slacker. We're not talking about UK beers. Yeah, yeah no, talking. true, very true, very true. Keeping this home. Um, yeah, but we do. Yeah, brown ale is usually uh, what's pushed as like a Pittsburgh standard, and two of them, uh, Festivus by full point although full point isn't in business anymore mm. and uh the allegheny city brewing company they do deutschtown brown okay. which is probably like the best brown ale in the city at the moment oh wow okay. yeah D- is the you said the one closed is that like uh 2020 like pandemic related have you uh no they were kind of closing on they closed in 2019 oh okay okay yeah it did I mean I know all industries have kind of been hit. We've talked to comedians and and musicians and everyone this last year has kind of like threw everyone for a loop. Um, no, for sure. Did did it hit your area at all in terms of like the brewing companies and stuff? You know I like we keep hearing about how it's so bad for the brewing companies, but there still hasn't been any noticeable closures, and we're still opening new ones all the time. Mm-hmm. Like three just opened up in the past couple months, and then we have oh, wow. more slated to open in 2021. So, like, I don't see, <laughs> I don't yeah. see it hurting anybody yet. I'm sure, I'm sure it is hurting people because most of, I think a lot of the people that were hurt were the people who are in the service side of it. Mm. So, anybody who's like tending bar or anybody who works the in the kitchen, staff. exactly. Those are the people that were hurt the most because a lot of these breweries were able to drop down to just you know two or three people crews to you know service online orders and the, you know that was it but yeah i think and, uh and people are thing, still drinking i guess too no, fuck oh yeah. for sure More than ever the numbers went up statistically <laughs> yeah. More people yeah are drinking than ever <laughs> Yeah, people people are drinking more than ever and then the like the local scene has come and shown out Especially at least, at least in for what I'm seeing from Pittsburgh, everybody is basically switched to drinking local only almost. Yeah, it's across the yeah. board, man. When I when I lived in New York, everybody drank locally, and down here in Florida, everybody supports the Florida breweries. You know, it's like becoming mm-hmm. more of a thing instead of the fucking Budweiser nation that we used to be in America. You know, well, yeah. it tastes better, dude. Yeah, I overall, just, <laughs> I can't drink any of those like standard beers anymore. Like every time somebody try, like I go to somebody's house and they got that, I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm not gonna drink. You know, like it's yep. just like. I don't know, man. It's just I, I drink into beer snob territory, to. Matt. 
Well, dude, it's not even like that's. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. So. I, I, see, I don't. <laughs> no, no, Matt, don't let him bully you like that. Thank, thank you, Steve. Thank you. I'm glad somebody else is here to like corner this guy. Yeah. God, it's not. That's not even snobbery because that's like that's like saying, "Oh, I've been eating McDonald's all my life." Oh, but I'm a snob for eating five guys. <laughs> You're not a snob for eating five guys. You're just, you just want something that tastes better than cardboard. Better quality. Yeah. 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 That's all That's it is. fair. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Anheuser-Busch can suck it. Yeah. <laughs> I see them. I mean, they're still on the shelves and shit like that, unfortunately. That's because nobody's buying them. Yeah. They're just staying there on the shelves with all the IPAs are getting sold out. Yeah. yeah it's right. all shelfy. <laughs> No, nah, man, it's just, yeah, I don't know. It's just simple. It's like water beer, you know, uh, mm-hmm. the complexity. Like once you get adapted to like IPAs, if you become like that person that's got the taste for the IPA and shit, the complexity of the flavor, the bitterness, all that. When it's not there and beer is just alcohol and water, it's like just terrible, dude. It's just it's not enjoyable at all. Yeah. And, and with those like big macro companies, the thing is those recipes are so stripped down because they have to be the same across the board, across the country. Like if you have an abjuration IPA in Pittsburgh, it's not going to taste the same as something you get from Florida or something you get from mm-hmm. California. But like Bud yeah. Light has to be the same in all three of those states, or else somebody's going to have a conniption. You know, it's the Applebee's effect. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> exactly. Applebee's gets all of their desserts shipped in on a truck, and they come pre-made, <laughs> and they all have to taste the same from the same kitchen. <laughs> It's because you're eating good in the neighborhood. You know. <laughs> oh God! Ugh. Ugh. Give them advertisement here. <laughs> Yo, you know they're sponsoring us now. <laughs> God. I didn't sign that deal. But no, I mean, there's there's tons of fucking good craft breweries, and uh, people seem to be fucking going for it over over this this larger shit. And I I think overall it's it's a good thing. You're seeing more of that small business kind of mindset, I guess, mm-hmm. where where it's not okay, push it across. How big can we get? It's more like, oh, what kind of cool things can we add to our our normal thing that we know everyone loves? They're they're kind of. It seems like they're focusing on the right things to make the customers happy, rather than how do we expand and become Anheuser Busch or something. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Like the the new trend, like I mentioned earlier, is hyper localization, and we're to the point now where you're seeing breweries open just in every town, so that every town has a brewery. And a lot of these breweries that open up, you already know the owners, you know, people who are working there. So you're just going in to see your friends. And this is dating all the way back to like pre-prohibition, you know, the 1700s, the 1800s. You had breweries in every town because you you didn't have, you couldn't travel, you know, you couldn't make it, you couldn't go downtown for a drink or anything. You were stuck in your little village. So somebody needed to make the beer. Yep. <laughs> Nope. So we're we're kind of going back to that in a way where everybody is getting their own local tavern and you get its own unique tastes rather than Miller and Bud. Mm-hmm. And these seem like at least uh before 2020, they seemed like they were moving towards these very, very social uh environments where you know you got cornhole, you got like all these little games that you could play, like kind of as you're drinking, socializing, doing those things. It it would be nice to get back to that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Hopefully in the future Probably. we we see that kind of happening again. Yeah. Uh I'm sure we'll get back there. It's yep. just yeah, a lot of people are missing that for sure. Especially because there are a lot of good outdoor venues in Pittsburgh as well. At least you know like 
you know, Grist House has nice fire pits. There's places up north, like they have just giant open fields that you can go hang out in. And cool. Pit, you know, yeah. So yeah, there's a lot of that outdoor socialization as well. So you're not just crammed up in a smoky shit ass bar, <laughs> right? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's it's part of the appeal of bringing bringing everyone in because these places are becoming so much more than just you know a place to grab a bite to eat. Mm-hmm. We'll we'll get back to it eventually. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. Can't wait, man. Uh, I'm sick of uh, not being able to just randomly go out, get drinks, and you know, people watch and enjoy the environment. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see. And I'm kicking myself because I feel like I should have done more of that beforehand. Like, yeah, dude, I right? mean, you never knew it was always, going away. Yeah, hindsight's 2020, <laughs> right? It's you never like, knew ah. it was going away. <laughs> like, it'll be there. Yeah, took, it all over, took it all for granted. Yeah, You're right. trying to pace yourself, man, but you didn't know it was a rocket race, dude. <laughs> yeah, apparently, <laughs> fucking sprint, not a marathon. No, I mean, it's cool that you guys, you know, dive into it so much. The fact that you get to talk to these people who, you know, dedicate their lives to creating the, these concoctions, you know, mm-hmm. um, is there, is there any that come to, that stick in your mind as like a, an interview that you really, uh, remember or had, had fun doing? I mean, pretty much every brewery we interview is like, it's a good conversation, and like you're saying, like these guys are so dedicated to beer that they know way more than we do. They they are far, far, far beyond what we're capable of. So it's always nice to learn something from them. But also like when you talk to them, you get to find out what else they like other than beer. So like the guys at Abjuration, like they're, you know, they're way into Star Wars. They're a little nerdy. Um, there's another brewery we've talked to in the past, Couch. And like those guys all had like a friendship before they were a brewery and they were working at like a TV station in Johnstown, PA. Oh, wow. It was like, you know, yeah. <laughs> and like, you know, you find guys who like they were serving in the military and you find guys who have like all these different backgrounds that bring them into, you know, but brewing started as a hobby for them. And then it eventually it just became like, well, I would rather do this as a job than whatever my boring job is right now. <laughs> Have it, do you notice that as a pattern that people? Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just take off in, <laughs> into the beer world, yeah. fors- forsaking the corporate world or whatever it may be. Forsaking the corporate world. A lot of the times, I find that, especially if there's a brewery that has like two brewers in it, there's one person who's like the kind of artsy creative, and then there's another person who has a lot of science or engineering background. Interesting. Yeah. There's I mean, a there's a there's a lot of fucking engineers that quit their stupid engineering job to become a brewer. <laughs> why build bridges when you can make brews, bro? Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's a lot of oh, science and mathematics behind it. Exactly. Yeah. There's so much chemistry in it. And people are just like, yeah, I don't want to sit in CAD all day. <laughs> <laughs> Stare deteriorating your eyes staring into a yep. computer screen. Yeah. That I hey, more fucking power to them. That, that's a that's a big jump to make and uh i i know that restaurants face an uphill battle when they open i'd imagine it's like a steep climb for breweries as well mm-hmm. yeah there's there's definitely a lot of capital that has to go into a brewery and i think but just kind of the difference i find between restaurants and breweries is restaurants always seems like somebody who just wants unless there's an actual chef involved mm-hmm. you know unless gordon ramsay is opening his own restaurant right a lot of times it just kind of seems like somebody who has money mm-hmm. and they're just yeah. like i can hire the staff and then we'll you know hire a chef and we'll do that 
Yeah, they hire like, a chef to, to create their menu and all that shit. It's not even their own product, really. Yeah. Right. But yeah. then it, it happens. It, it also happens in brewing as well. Like somebody just has money and they want to start a brewery, so they hire somebody. But more often than not, it seems more like somebody has a dream of being a brewer, has a background in brewing. There's somebody who's actually really passionate behind it. Mm. Like two of the two of the breweries, one that just opened, Old Thunder Bay, and another one that's opening soon, Necromancer, in the Pittsburgh area. Both of them have brewers who were already working as brewers in different places. Now they just wanted to expand themselves and become the head brewer of their own brewery rather than, you know, just kind of not necessarily live in the shadow, but now they get to show off all of their recipes rather than do somebody else's dream. It's, that's almost like going under a chef and then sort of popping off and starting your own place. Exactly. Yeah. Getting that, that hands-on experience, which I'm sure is completely necessary in a field like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's just, there's so much you can't learn from yeah. a book. <laughs> yeah. Plus it's better to learn with somebody else's money at stake. than yours too, So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The uh, yeah and the what are they like those huge like hundred gallon vats? I'm probably I'm sure they're even bigger. I, th- what could those cost? Those have to be like stainless steel. Yeah, oh, oh god, like yeah. Some of the <laughs> so there there was a brewery that was opened under that model of guys just had money, mm-hmm. and they bought this fifteen barrel system, and I believe like the the owners just quit out on it. Oh. It was like we don't want to do this anymore. And I believe the entire thing is selling for 1.3 million if Holy it hasn't already shit. sold. Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> and, and it's, it's like just it's, throw money at something and then lose interest after a couple of months. Like, fuck. Exactly. Yeah. And, and like the, bur- mm-hmm. the brewery isn't even nearly as big as like anything like Dogfish Head or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, it's just a medium sized brewery in, you know, Pittsburgh. So, yeah. Is the equipment state of the art? Like, is that like, top notch i mean like or is it yeah like, yeah higher than that i mean yeah it's it, like the equipment's all top notch it has yeah, like yeah. A, you know the brewery has like a kitchen it has a basement for cellaring and storage it also it also has a bowling alley on top so oh, wow that's cool that's that's see there's wow. the activity baby there's yeah, the yeah activity. it's a it's a really cool fucking space that's and awesome, it's just yeah. it's it was just mismanaged that's <laughs> and like the, brewery, the, the owners didn't care <laughs> That's a lot of fucking money down the drain, man. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. On to the next fucking business. <laughs> they, well, had, you, they had more than enough, though. <laughs> and you sure. have to care when you're doing something like that, because like you have to leave these things to ferment for like months at a time. So like if yeah. you ha- if you have the uh, like attention span of a goldfish, <laughs> you, yeah. yeah, good luck. It's not gonna yeah. be brewing's no. not for you. Yeah, yeah. It all depends on like. Uh, and that's the other thing is like it's an investment ahead of time because like you don't have a product right away. Mm-hmm. You, know, you you need that month of you know whether it be just fermentation or secondary fermentation. It all depends on what beer you're making, obviously. Right. But mm-hmm. yeah, you don't have something right away. You can't just whip it up. So you either need to have it beforehand and convince somebody to give you money, <laughs> or just get, get them that, drunk first. Yeah, or get that experience <laughs> under your belt, and then you know you're a, a proven entity that way. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, this show is about scary stuff. So don't say I didn't warn you guys. And remember, don't be scared. Murderous Miners brings true tales of children who have killed. Premeditated murders, 
Accidental killings and deaths? From toddlers to 18-year-old killers, no one is too young to take a life. Join me, War Baby, as I try to tell these stories of the young who've killed, the lives they took, and even the ones who've been left behind. Why do children kill? What do we do with young killers? And do they kill again? And until next time, don't be scared. This episode of American Slacker is brought to you in part by Dango Products. Made here in America, they offer wallets, watches, and many other accessories. A couple months ago, I ordered my DO1 Dapper Pen Wallet in their patented DTEX, which is amazing. The DTEX that they've created is a material that is scratch-proof, water-resistant, and so easy to clean. You know, if you're working out there on the grind, getting your pockets dirty, maybe getting your wallet dirty, this thing will clean up and you can go out in the tux at night and you won't even know the difference. Check out their quality selection of wallets, watches, and other accessories at dangoproducts.com. Use the promo code SLACKER for 10% off your order. SLACKER APPROVED. Now, as like a non-brewer, what's the smallest window of time to, like, what kind of brew is the smallest window of time to actually let it ferment? So usually you could, it'll have alcohol in it and I would say be somewhat drinkable within two weeks. Oh, wow. That's way shorter than I thought. Okay. Yeah. It, like, Is there any brews brew- that are a shorter brew cycle? I mean, like realistically, like than others? Yeah. Yeah. Are they all it, the same? Like you just let them rest? Yeah. It all depends. It all depends on like the, uh, the beer you're making. So yeah, okay. the, the most, uh, the most obvious split is between ales and lagers. Mm-hmm. And ales are uh, fermented with a top fermenting yeast, and the top fermenting yeast acts quicker, and it acts at a higher temperature. So ale yeast acts about around uh, around room temperature, you know, 65 to 72 degrees. Lager yeast has to be colder, but because it's colder, it takes longer. So lagers actually will take a month or two, as compared to an ale yeast is usually two weeks and more more commonly a month okay that applies to ipas as well like all ales yeah all ales yeah okay. so okay. so you mentioned yingling before yingling's a lager so that takes you know that should take a month or two mm-hmm. but like you can get ipas gozas like you're drinking jesse yep that'll that'll come up within a month that's a nail hmm. okay. um yeah any ipa is a nail obviously mm-hmm. then if you do like the mead or or wine like I'm doing, those go for longer. The b- oh, beer yeah. seems to be the shortest uh, yeah. fermentation cycle. Okay. And I think cider is somewhat comparable. I think that's in between beer and mead. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't think it takes too long to ferment a cider. See, I don't have a press. I thought about it, <laughs> but I don't got an apple press. And California <laughs> apples suck. coming from matt and i lived in the northeast in new york where where we grew up game boy yeah seriously real apples up there (laughs) out here it's a joke you ever leave an apple tree in the sun apple whiskey (laughs) apple vodka we put apples in everything dude apple mac and cheese yeah (laughs) yeah i I believe it yeah i'm in pittsburgh i'm not that far away from apple game (laughs) yep yeah no no God. Yeah, no, it's it's cool to see this brewing. I've never really actually stepped into the brewing game myself. I've only watched him do his thing. And I actually have one of his meads 
put away for a day that I'm willing to take that journey. You know, I've never had a meat either. It'll it'll age and be better. Dude, I'm so curious to try it. Yeah, I'm I'm curious to try. I might eventually get into the trying to make an IPA myself, man. Just out of the curiosity of watching it grow like a baby. Or where would you suggest someone like him start out? I guess Ah, if they're interested. Not Mister Beer. Okay. Yeah. Those little kits you're talking about, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Mister Mister Beer fucking sucks. Yeah. That's what usually people chuck those things, man. Yeah, that's the holiday gift right there. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you if you don't have a friend, um, you know who's already brewing, then I would suggest like going on northernbrewer.com. I believe that's the site. They, they can sell you a basic kit. Uh, you can also just watch some YouTube videos on how to make a small one gallon batch on your stove. Ooh, okay. Yeah, and you can, uh, I mean, if you can find a homebrew supplier, they would also set you up pretty quickly. But yeah. maybe maybe watch maybe watch like a YouTube video on how to do like a one-gallon batch, yeah. and then you can go into the homebrew store and not kind of get taken. Because obviously they're going <laughs> to yeah. try to sell you everything. Everything <laughs> in the mood. I remember, That's dude, he was going to say, yeah. yeah. He went to the one in the beginning and they were trying to sell him like fucking every big bucket. And <laughs> right. And I'm like, okay. They're like, you're going to get this 10 gallon vat, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to need this big bad boy. It's only 40 grand. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's definitely, it's a little intimidating. It's, I guess that's why I haven't really tried it yet. You know, mm. I've kind of just been living off his, his uh, doings. But, uh, it's yeah, it's really interesting, man. And it just seems like something that you could do that just like it's something you can be passionate about on the side. That's really enjoyable. I mean, I'm drinking this beer every day anyway. You know, why not fucking make it myself? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and like functionally, like brewing beer, like is no different than if you have like basic cooking skills, basic tea yep. making and coffee making skills. Yeah. If you can do all those, you can make beer. Like oh, I'm the head yeah. chef in this don't household, be, baby. Yeah. Don't be afraid of it. <laughs> mm. Yeah, no, I love cooking, so it's not that far of a jump, but it is uh, the, uh, again, just the uh, anxiety of, like, learning a new thing and you could fuck it up. But I guess one gallon would be the best way, dude. Like, yep. that's, I thought you yeah. had to make, like, five, ten gallons at a time. I'm like, <laughs> no, well, the first can, couple you can do one suck. gallon. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's so hard to fuck up beer. The only way you can make your beer undrinkable is if it gets infected from not sanitizing, and that's it. Okay. Otherwise, really every- hot peppers. That's no, it. that's no, no, no. I still drink that. That's, <laughs> that's on purpose. Yeah, it's just people ward off babies. all the fucking posers, dude. That's how you make a beer. It's like nobody's gonna drink my stash. Yeah, it's just people being babies. That's not undrinkable. <laughs> I I have a a brew. Uh, it's a beer called Brutality from a San Jose uh, brewery, and it's I think it's a it has Carolina Reapers as well. But I've been too pussy to open it <laughs> i was saving it for like a punishment on the podcast or something but now you're making me think i, I should just man up and do it do it right I now did. dude stop being a bitch <laughs> oh is that what's happening i think he just dude, called you I triple dog dare you dude all right i'll be right back oh my god he's gonna do it i was just bullshitting and he's actually going to get the beer this is gonna be an amazing time on american slacker today oh uh, he can watch him die this. i'm looking at the i'm looking up the beer now and, oh boy. Yeah, Carolina Reaper Triple IPA. Is that is it rough? Has it got a good heat level? <laughs> uh, I, I I have no idea. I've never had it. Like I have had beers in the past. Um, Matt, you might be able to get this one. It's from uh, from Highwire Brewing in North Carolina. Oh yeah, it's it's pretty close. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's a 
beer. Yeah, that's exactly what I was looking at. The triple IPA. <laughs> yep, brutality. Oh, yeah, high wire puts label out alone, dude. It says <laughs> Satan on it. Yeah, you're in trouble. <laughs> All right, but uh, uh, high wire, chug it. High- chug it too. Don't be a bitch. I'm not gonna fucking chug it. <laughs> yeah, don't chug it. Savor it. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I gotta taste this sucker. No, I yeah, want to savor it. it. It's been a long time coming. It's, Hold it's it in your happen. mouth for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, switch that around. That's it should have been a in. Idea. Okay, we're close to the end of the show, so I'm doing this at the right time. Okay, that smells like pepper. Fire. Yeah, there you go. Oh yeah, it God. smells like a fermented like uh, Philly cheesesteak. Oh, God. <laughs> it's so gross. Philly cheesesteak beer <laughs> needs to be made. Yes, please. <laughs> you can get it with or without the onions. Oh. Oh, God. Whoa. It tasted like a shot when I took it. I think you need to take another one to really get a good feel for it, though. I think I'm going to fucking vomit if I take another one. What's the ABV on this? Because it's got to also be like 9 or 10 if it's a triple IPA. 9. Or no, that's the alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's what I was saying, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Oh, man. You know, it's not super, super hot. It's just got like a overall warmth to it, kind of. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, the flavor's not fantastic. (laughs) <laughs> oh, dude. It's, never it's would big, expect that it's a little smoky. Is it like burnt peppery <laughs> like, it's almost chemically almost like ugh. Uh, ugh. yeah you know that's what you remember when that root beer kick went through where everybody had the hard root beers yeah those weren't terrible dude to me yeah. these those tasted chemically to me i don't know why the the yeah. Coney island ones i was like this tastes like chemical i don't know yeah they definitely were uh like they had a chemicalness to them, but they weren't yeah. like they weren't, horrible, they weren't the worst. They weren't the worst. That feels like I'm drinking hot sauce. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so no, I'll show you. I'll show you guys the label for the hottest beer that and we featured it on the show. You tried it? Yeah, we featured it on the show a couple uh it was like episode eighty one for anybody who wants to go back to that. Nice. But uh this beer from Elevator Brewing Company in Ohio. Ghost scorpion. It was yeah, exactly. Ooh. It was it was made with ghost peppers and scorpion peppers. And when you poured it out, it looked like there was a film of mace uh, across the top oh. of it because all you could because oh. it was terrible. Just like, floating pieces of like pepper chunks. Yeah, exactly. I don't need a beer that makes me cry when I open it. <laughs> I don't know if you can read the label, but it says it was it. It equaled up to a million Scoville heat units. Yeah, it's pretty shit. fucking hot. If you watch For anybody who's watched hot, yeah, hot. exactly. <laughs> it says it was originally created as a joke. No, <laughs> <laughs> it was a terrible, terrible joke. A but prank it, gone that, wrong. Whoever was that on the bad end of that got fucking burnt. Well, it was me, my co-host, and our other guest host. Damn. <laughs> yeah, we all got fucking burnt by that one, and like Ooh. it was only five percent alcohol too. So <laughs> yeah. barely. Yeah, all they were doing was looking to just burn people's tongues off. <laughs> it was disgusting. It's like that death chip thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Pacquiao. Yeah. yeah. Not enjoyable. Jesus, man. That's way too hot for me. <laughs> What's the wildest beer would you say that you've had? Is it like a hot one like that? Or just is there is there something we, you never expected that, that you've tried? Or? Hmm. Chili yeah, dog I mean, lager? <laughs> come on guys i'm trying to start something cool here i mean i don't brew but i mean i feel like i'm onto something really cheesesteak lager yeah there that could be a possibility with or without the onion yeah um 
Now, honestly, at this point, there's nothing that like really surprises me because mm. just like so many shit gets so weird. There's a brewery. <laughs> yeah, there's a brewery in Texas right now called Martin House Brewing. Mm-hmm. And we make fun of them a lot on the show because every month they come out with something crazier. Okay. So like they've done a flaming hot Cheeto beer. They've oh, done God. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, somehow your fingers still get orange i don't know yeah somehow if you put your fingers in it because it was bright orange like it was it was insane what the color was on this they did a buffalo wing sauce they uh most recently they did for christmas uh you know those little debbie's christmas tree cakes oh yeah oh god yeah they made a beer out of those (laughs) was it a a stout no i don't think so like oh wow yeah because interesting they're mostly known for their sours. So like I, that flaming hot Cheeto beer was a sour beer. Yeah. Yeah, that by sour the, pickle, pickle beer. Is, pickle beer? Yep. yep, sour pickle beer. Yeah, that's the one same, of their most the same people. common It's like ones. pickleback shocks, man. I could never do those either. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I, pretty, just, I hate pickles in general, so I, <laughs> I have issues with anything pickle related. Pickle beers are pretty popular in Pittsburgh. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole pits. Uh, there's a whole pickle culture out here in Pittsburgh to the point huh. like we have a little festival called Picklesburg, <laughs> and like just they shut down like the Roberto Clemente Bridge, and people like just set up vendors, and so they're selling pickle everything. So there, you can find pickle beer. There's pickle whiskey from the one uh, whiskey company out this way. They put in like yeah, they put in like dill and cucumbers into their. I believe it's a silver whiskey, but it might also just be a vodka. Huh. Yeah. yeah I've heard of cucumber vodka before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like the water, man. Cucumber water, you know, it's tasty. And the vodka, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. And then you add the dill to get the oh, <laughs> a little, bit of, yeah, little mm. bit of herbal kick to it. Get that herb, yeah. So is there, I have to ask, is there any science that you can tell behind how these breweries pick their names? Because they're just all over the place when it comes to, you know, naming the actual brewery itself. Uh, no, there's no science to it at all. People are like... <laughs> just cool, the, cool words? Just cool words. The most common one is like if you find a dog, pretty much <laughs> I think every state has at least two breweries with a dog either in the logo or in the name. <laughs> People love their dogs. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and just like you'll find a couple ones that are named after the state, like we have Penn Brewery out this way. Uh, yeah, there's no there's no real science to it at all. Okay, yeah, I catch the people. <laughs> yeah, really. So some of them, and again, this is back to like the the less scrupulous breweries, the ones that are just built by people with money. Mm-hmm. It'll just be a marketing campaign, you know. They'll just bring in a marketing mm-hmm. company to name it for them. Yeah. Do yeah, a bunch of yeah. brand brand research. Yeah. Get that logo going. Yeah. Like, they, really, they really responded well to Oculum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We did the group testing. <laughs> yeah, we did a focus test. God, there's man. a uh there's a brewery that we were talking about recently because one of the brewery owners has been arrested for murder. Oh shit. Oh yeah. It's one way to get it <laughs> fucking publicity. Yeah. Uh I, I believe it's called Nine Band. And they, it's named after the nine band armadillo in Texas. Okay. But, uh, you know, just reading into this brewery, like all of their beer names were focus group market tested. And like, you can just read the names of the, uh, of the beers and it's just like two words. 
and, and then a beer name. It's so like lazy. And I was yeah. like, it, it wasn't surprising. So the murder was tied to a Ponzi scheme that was being run by the same guy. Mm. And eventually he just, yeah. Their, uh, their website's currently not available. Yeah. You can't, you can't find their stuff that way. <laughs> yeah. It, that's all shut down. Wow. Um, you gotta go on there untapped. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So all the beer names were like cactus, cat, Kolsch, badge, uh, badge, honey, blonde, you know, yep. ghost cow stout. It's yeah. Oh, nothing, patch yeah. me if you can. Exactly. So it's all puns. All, yeah, it's all puns. <laughs> fucking puns. But uh, that was all tied to the guy was running a Ponzi scheme, and then it just seemed like he started running out of money. So, like his big investor, he like he staged a suicide. Damn. Alleged, allegedly, <laughs> he staged a suicide, and then like left a note, a suicide note that said to tell his wife to call the brewer. He's like, my only friend in the world is this guy call him and he'll help you and then wow. so he's like yeah he built even more money out of her after showed him for help it was yeah, it's the craziest story that's insane you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't have a pun based off catch me if you can if you're gonna do a murder right <laughs> <laughs> wow but the yeah. world of brewing gets even deadlier I guess. <laughs> it's, uh, as far as I can tell, it's the first time it's been deadly since probably, probably post or yeah, probably prohibition. prohibition. Yeah. 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 Al Capone and shit. Yeah. It's the first time it's been deadly since then. Like, you don't hear too many brew fucking murder stories at all. Right? No. <laughs> but if this one becomes a Netflix story, I won't be surprised. It's, it's, it's so fucking wild. It's insane. Crude and brewed, man. I'm calling it now. <laughs> I like the name. I dig it. Well, Steve, this has been great, man. Um, tell people where they can uh, find your show, where they can follow you guys. Yeah, so we're on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and you just have to search Hop Nation USA that way. And then go on any podcatcher, like Spotify, Apple, Google, or anything that starts with pod or ends in cast. There you and go. just search Hop Nation USA, and we're on all those, too. Nice. Awesome, Super man. easy. Very, very awesome show. Very awesome guys that run it. And thanks again yeah. for, you know, coming on our show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Anytime, man. Anytime. And real quick, before we get out of here, you can catch me on NWG Media, Maddie G from HP on Xbox Live. And don't forget, call the pain hotline, 845-420-7246. Hey, let us know what kind of crazy brewery stories you have. Have you been involved in a brewery murder? I don't know. <laughs> let us know. Confess on our, on our hotline. Yes, and we definitely won't. Follow me at Landers the Plane as well. (laughs) All right, people. Thank you so much for tuning in this long. And uh, until next time, that's it. There you go. We're smoking America. America. We're passing America. I'm mapping America. America. I'm psyching America. America. We're talking America. America. We're blazing America. This has been American Slacker Podcast. You can reach the show by searching American Slacker on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and Reddit. Or send them an email to American Slacker Podcast at gmail.com. You can download and rate American Slacker on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, and all other podcast platforms. Visit the show's website, aspodcast.com, where you will find every episode, official merchandise, and links to their Patreon if you would like to support American Slacker. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Think about-
about the second set of passing. Man, I gotta go and get it, grab it. Why you gotta go and act a savage? Smoking weed, I gotta feed the habit. Now I'm on some other shit. Things that I gotta go get. Medical all on my slip. You falling like dominoes, bitch. Stuck in my ways, fucking high days, fucking sideways in the driveway. We smoking America, America. We passing them, passing them. I'm mapping America, America. I'm second America, America. We talking America, America. We blazing America. This is fucking America. We second America. We second America.